everyone. How are you doing? Welcome to our first So Secure podcast. I'm Nakemi. And I am Honest Talib. Thank you so much for everybody hopefully tuning into this. We're so excited to to get started into this. Uh, So how are you doing today, Mr. Honest Talib? Um, you know, still dealing with the isolation and pandemic, so uh, doing as best as I can, I guess. And how about yourself? I'm doing all right. You know, it's going. I want to say I can't complain, but I can. But I won't because I know it's for the best. So yeah, I'm taking. I'm sure that. Yeah. Right. I'm sure there's a lot of people that can complain more than we can. So yeah, I'm I'm taking it step by step and keeping myself entertained. I'm not getting as much sleep as I thought I would be. You know, I'm spending you know the days in in bed and all of that, but sleep no come. So I don't know what's going on there, but I have ma- I've binged a whole bunch of shows that I have binged before. I have barely made a dent on my letterbox list or TV list of things to watch. So I guess that's that's the state of what I'm doing right now is rewatching the stuff I've already watched before. But I'm not going to complain about that because we're doing a lot better than some other people and I, I hate to be that person, but I'm going. I'm going. Yeah, I'm the. I've certainly binge-watched my fair share of stuff. Um, I, Unlike you, I'm not trying to revisit a lot. Um, but, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm catching up on a lot of newer stuff. Um, doing, uh, you know, a lot on um, uh, Netflix. Netflix is definitely... And even Prime Video. I'm, I know a lot of people have it, but... I, I finally started to get into some, and they they have some great content. They do. They do. Uh, I mean, with Prime, I've been wa- I watched Stella in the Spades. That was really good. I try to look for shows that have people who look like me, and I guess that's gonna also be factor into why we're gonna be discussing insecure and why we're into insecure in the to begin with. So Prime is doing a lot better with that, with shows like Hunter, Hunters, and Sella and the Spades, which is a, a pretty cool movie that I checked out, and you know Netflix and Hulu and, and all of that and HBO too. So it's been there's a lot of content out there, and there are a lot of creators who are on YouTube who are doing great work and trying to adapt in this situation because it, it is unprecedented times. So there's a lot of pretty cool content out there that I've been able to catch up on, and I hope I can be able to continue to do that. Yeah, and, you know, hopefully this will add to the pantheon of uh, Black creators doing great work amidst a uh, pandemic. Yes. Uh, I would hope that uh, this does catch on and uh, people do tune in because I think we have uh, something really good to deliver to them and um, I do think that 
it will be engaging and uh, thought provoking. So, um, but uh, yeah, so as far as we are concerned with that, I do still want to make sure that I um, don't forget to thank Anchor for creating this space in which two people who are friends who are not isolated together can come together to create a podcast such as this with uh, minimal technology in terms of, you know, what some other uh, podcasts may be uh, having to uh, create theirs. Uh, Anchor has given us a, a great platform to get ideas out of our minds and to the people. Yes, absolutely. Uh, once again, thank you to Anchor for us being able to do this. And I'm very excited for us to be able to do this because I know we have a lot of thoughts. So before we get into you know, the thoughts of what we're going to be doing and all of that, I just wanted us to give a little background on how and why we decided to come together to do this podcast. Uh, if you could be able to elaborate on that for me. Oh, uh, yeah. Um I did decide to come up with this podcast mainly after the season four of Insecure from episode one of this season going on to even the most recent episode. It would seem that we would get on the phone watching it. Now, I don't get to watch it live because, you know, my cable company is a little weird with that um you know but every time we do get on the phone afterwards it seems that there's so much to talk about and the conversations go on it's not just a you know a 10 minute conversation or a 30 minute conversation even Mm -hmm. It, it can go on for an hour maybe two and that goes into our feelings about the episode, what we see other people's feelings are about the episode. And one thing that I always talked about and, you know, you would always say as well is that how did it start and versus where we see these people at today. And after hearing that coming from both of us, it just came to me like, I think this deserves a rewatch, but not only a rewatch between us, but a rewatch that we can invite many people to come along with us and start from the beginning. And now that we have perspective over four seasons to where these characters have evolved or devolved to, we can now look at you know, the early episodes with fresh eyes. And uh, I don't think Black Twitter has collectively chose to rewatch this, even though Black Twitter is highly engaged in going to Twitter immediately after the episode airs to espouse their opinions on everything and anything under the insecure sun. Uh... So 
you know, and I mean, it's just, and people will actually talk to uh, the actors on Twitter as if they're the real characters, which kind of goes into how well the writing is. Mm-hmm. And it's just so much there. There's so much um, meat to be sliced and diced and sautéed, and you know, what I mean? it's like, <laughs> it's like there's so much there to del- delve into that I I thought this deserved the podcast. I'm piggybacking off of what you said. I actually first before I even get into that, I do want to you know give you your props too because you are the one who came to me and said we should do this podcast because we would engage in so much conversations after every episode would air and once we've both watched it and have so many different opinions some very similar some very different and we would talk so much about it and I'd I'd ask you I'm I'm like why why is this show running my life like this because just as much as I am engaged in the dialogue surrounding the show, the dialogue that the show brings up and forces us to have in regards to how we're navigating certain spaces, the relationships that we have, forcing us to become introspective within ourselves and maybe question if we're projecting as well to onto the characters we're seeing on screen. It was giving a lot of dialogue and there was a lot of conversations to be had about what we're watching and me and you would get on the phone and I'd be ranting and ranting and then it would go on for hours and then the next day I'd pick it up because I'd remember something that I wanted to bring up and you know we'd talk about it so you're like wait we should we should turn this into a podcast because there could be people who are feeling the same way who have certain opinions about it certain dialogue that they want to engage in that we may not have thought about um, in any way. So I do want to give you your your props into getting this show on the road. Well, I mean, you know, it, it's always been a collaborative effort when it comes, when it came to this, because the way that I saw this it was that, you know, I wasn't alone. Like if I was by myself watching this and there wasn't someone who felt like we could talk about this at nauseum, really. <laughs> um, I don't know if I would have felt comfortable with the idea. So, I mean, thank you um, for the props, but I want to definitely give props to you too for. Ah, thank you, friend. Yeah, definitely for the building blocks that led to the idea because this idea didn't uh, just come out of. The thin air, you know, there was definitely uh, conversations behind the idea before the idea came to fruition. So, yes, definitely, Nikemi, I want to um, give you your just due for having those conversations with me. Of course, of course. Thank you. I appreciate it. And, you know, with all of that being said and and how we came together and discussing you know doing a podcast based on conversations that we've had and dialogue i do want to ask you how you first came into watching the show period uh well i would say that uh definitely 
watching Awkward Black Awkward Black Girl. Oof, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, definitely my intro into Issa Rae, and it was friends who told me about that because when it came to YouTube serials, I just wasn't into that. I was still more or less into the cable channels, maybe streaming services. Uh, like when YouTube was airing episodes every week or two weeks of certain black creators or creators of any color, I just wasn't catching that wave. And friends told me that I really should check her out because she's really funny. She has this awkward sense of humor and uh, it's a pretty good show. So I saw that and uh, I wouldn't say I saw every episode because again, the whole YouTube thing was, I mean, YouTube itself wasn't new to me, but just watching a continual serial um, was not my uh, norm at that time. And so, you know, I did enjoy The Awkward Black Girl, and uh, some of the same friends told me that she was about to do something year, years later on HBO. And I'm not the best when it comes to remembering exactly what year something happened or exactly how it happened, if it's it like four or five years or more. So I did watch HBO. I'm not a Game of Thrones person, so I'm, you know, I can't speak to how that was promoted or not, but there were shows like Vinyl, um, Animals, I loved Animals, uh, <laughs> the funny thing, quick thing about Animals, the rats in Animals, their home base that train station is literally down the hill from me. <laughs> I saw that, I was like, wow, you know what? Props to y'all for being authentic. <laughs> down the hill, and even just all over Manhattan, rats are abound. So uh, that was funny. And um, of course, John Oliver, Bill Maher, I was watching them, and I honestly don't recall that promotion really being strong from there so for me and other people who were fans of Issa Rae's work from Awkward Black Girl whether or not HBO did the um, insecure justice in their promotion I can't speak to that really but you know she had an, uh, she had a built in audience uh, fan base coming from Awkward Black Girl that was going to be a foundation for her ratings. Mm -hmm. And that's where I come in. Uh, but what about you? Um, how did you get to uh, get into Insecure? So I would say three things factored into getting me into Insecure. I would say the first was seeing the advertising for it on HBO. So I was an avid subscriber of HBO programming because at the time I was a huge Game of Thrones fan. 
hurts, uh, hurts me to say now, but that is rant and tears and uh, pain for another day. But at the time, 2016, it wasn't as bad as it ended up being. But that rhymed. I didn't. I didn't mean to rhyme that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was seeing advertising from that, and then seeing uh, seeing. A commercial for it, the trailer for it on YouTube, where we're first introduced to her rapping to herself, her ultra self in the mirror. And I thought that was funny as hell. And I'm like, okay, yeah. so I'm seeing this thing on, it's gonna be on HBO. I'm already subscribed to, you know, HBO. I have my HBO now subscription. I don't have to change anything. I don't have to get another, you know, streaming service. It's already on a service that I have. It's featuring a dark skin, black lead, you know, a black woman lead. And it's funny. And I think with what you you mentioned with Awkward Black Girl, she had the benefit of having a built-in audience with Awkward Black Girl. And then that first trailer was an avenue for people who weren't familiar with her previous work to be able to know how she would be as a character. So it's not like blindsiding anyone in regards to how oddball and quirky a character that Issa is. So we're already getting to see what the show will be about, the oddball kind of funniness to to it and the way that they're going to be you know, going about it. So I think the trailer and the built-in audience really helped with that. And you know, I have not actually seen Awkward Black Girl I do have to remedy that. It's been years, so I should probably get on that. But I was familiar with it. And I wasn't, I'm not going to say I was familiar with Issa Rae in particular, like as a big person into, you know, her work or, or stuff like that. But seeing what Black Twitter was saying about it, seeing people saying I should check out Awkward Black Girl. And if it's building off of that, then Insecure would be a great show. So that allowed me to be able to to get into it. And I, I would say all those factors, you know, Black Twitter, that first trailer that came out, and then already having access to the you no know, streaming service that it would be on were factors into to me getting into that. So with you know, discussing how we've all we got into the show, since you know, we both didn't start off watching the show together, which is a great aspect to us doing this podcast is that we're going to be doing this podcast together we're now watching season four together and you know going back to watch season one but before we get into all of that all of that I do want to ask you what insecure means to you what you like about it since I, I believe that you know factors into why we're going forward with doing what we're doing currently yeah um so with insecure it's a really um important show in the sense that like it's not you know sorry it's not trying to change the world it's not you know a matrix level thing that is giving you the answers to the keys of life or anything but it is a really well-written show that is very 
character driven and relationship driven. Yes. And with black people in Hollywood, there are a lot of shows that have black actors, actresses that you don't really get that. You know, um, one thing I do like about the show is how they are navigating their blackness through LA. I have not had the pleasure of getting out to LA. Um, so to see how a town like LA that is usually depicted like La La Land, unless you go to Compton or they talk about South Central or something like mm-hmm. that, you know, they, they really whitewash the LA experience. And it's really good to see that uh, Insecure really is an unapolog- unapologetically black show. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that because, you know, I, you know, I live in New York and obviously there's been a myriad of shows done about black people in New York. Even some shows that are currently airing now that are dealing with black people in like a, another big city like Chicago and stuff. So for me, this was very uh, important in not just the LA part of it, which is good to you know get to see people in another big city that you normally don't see. But like I said, the characters and the relationships that are built and maybe destroyed, maybe rekindled, you know, we'll get into things like that, um, is very well written and so grounded. And the separation and reattachment of relationships as these seasons go on. Um, I heard something recently that uh, we'll be talking about in the future. Uh, I don't want to give any spoilers, but it was something that I heard recently. And I was like, see, this is what I'm talking about. These these relationships aren't Hollywood written, if that's a term I can use, in the sense that you know for sure that the you know these main characters will always be around or anything like that there's a lot going there um so i you know there is so much to like about it and i, I of course i want to know and i want the people to know what is it that you like about the show so getting into what i'd said on what drew me to the show initially was seeing a dark, darker skinned black woman on screen being the protagonist, the lead, you know, of this comedy show and how rare it is to, to see that in this industry. We don't see it enough, you know, and like you highlighted showing the everyday life of these you know, black people experiencing LA and how they navigate their way through it. And, you know, certain aspects of navigating spaces where you're surrounded with people who look like you or in workspaces where you're not and how the show really gets into that. 
So I love that aspect about it. I love seeing darker skinned black women getting to have agency, you know, and also being yeah. sensual and sexual on screen. I love seeing that. It's beautiful. So that is part of why I really love the show. And I, as much as it can be very frustrating sometimes because you want people to see your perspective and then you have to take a step back and realize we're all consuming the same show but we all take different things from it i love the dialogue of it i love how we're as a you know black community on twitter as an online black community we're able to engage in it and sure some discussions may not be helpful or it may you know lead into a whole mess of, of problems we still have them and we're all, you know, we're not a monolith. So it's, I love the discussions it brings out because, you know, people say once Insecure airs every Sunday, Twitter is in shambles afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> it is yeah, completely yeah. in shambles. And especially now with the lockdown and, you know, the pandemic, everything is heightened. So we don't have a lot of things to look forward to except for Sundays. And then when Sunday comes here, the division on the timeline and sometimes you feel like you're an island on, you know, all on your own. I certainly have been feeling that this season because I don't necessarily share popular opinions um, that you see online. So it can be frustrating there because you're like, why is nobody seeing my point? I'm right. But having to take a step back and realize that we're all coming at it from different perspectives. We're all in different stages of our lives with different experiences. So some things may reinforce how we feel about that or we may project into the characters in certain ways so we're not able to properly digest others' flaws and all of that. So it it definitely brings in a lot of discussions in regards to it. But I will say, as much as I love the show, and I think this is something that you would agree with me on, is I as much as I love it, I there are certain characters and we know what characters they are as soon as we say we say it that I wish that they could shine more light on because they're a little, you know, sidelined. We don't get enough of their background, of, you know, their stories. And I would love to see that. So I, yeah. I think that's something you'd agree agree with too. Indeed. Um, it's amazing I, because for me, there's been like a push and pull because, you know, on one hand, you do have a lot of great writing and some of the uh, characters are fully flushed out and uh, fully fleshed out, I should say. Um, and it's like you're really engaged in that. And then you would see other characters who, you know, were not giving too much away by saying that they're there through the duration of the show, yet there's very little known Mm -hmm. about those characters. And that has always been the the thing that you kind of shake your fist in the air about, like, oh, like, why not, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, you wonder and you feel a kind of way, but then... You know, a new season starts and you're back in, and you, you know they pull you back in. <laughs> and uh, it's it's a testament to their um, great writing, but 
Yeah, we are definitely going to be talking about the lack of depth in some of the characters. This, and wait, hold on. This is a, also, I'm sorry to interrupt oh, you. I'm sorry, but what you were saying about being pulled back. You know that Chingy song? Every time I try to leave, something keeps pulling me back. Me back. That's all it keeps ringing in my head when you said that. Because that is literally oh, <laughs> what okay. it is. I'm sorry. It's a weird <laughs> point, but that's all that's going in my head as soon as you said that. But continue. Yeah, well, my reference is more Godfather 3. Like every time they, right. I think I'm out, pull me back in. Al Pacino stuff. All right, use the but, highbrow uh, cinema. We get it. But go ahead. Oh, no, 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 no. I know. That it's the worst one. It's the worst one. Yeah. But Godfather 3, Chingy. That's, that's another discussion for another day. But go ahead. Yeah. Um, but uh, there is something. Because, again, you know, the characters and the relationships that are talked about, I think that there's so many people who are watching this show. Mm -hmm. They come away feeling a kinship to certain people because maybe they recognize that type of behavior within themselves. Mm -hmm. And they let... I've, from what I've seen, there's some people who allow that to cloud their opinions on what they're actually seeing. Mm-hmm. Also, I would say that because there was a like a t- almost two year gap between some seasons, that I believe that there are people out here who maybe misremembering certain things or completely forgetting certain things. And I'm not saying that I am above that. Like I remember every single conversation, every single scene or everything like that. No. And this is part of the reason why I felt that while doing a rewatch for ourselves, doing a rewatch with a podcast would have a bunch of people doing it, uh, at the similar time mm-hmm. so that we can all look back and see that maybe some of the opinions that we have may not hold if we actually see all these episodes in a shorter time frame rather than over the course of nearly five years for four seasons you know, that's a lot to rem- try to remember. And then you're seeing certain things in this season. And if you don't have the proper background, your opinions may be way off, you know. And I mean, I'm securing my opinions. And I'm sure you're securing your opinions. That's why we call it the So Secure Podcast. <laughs> but I'm not above the idea that with a rewatch my opinions can change and I hope that our audience will recognize that they should come in this with open ears and open mind open eyes to see that maybe I I like this I really was uh, standing for this person because they're like me and really i need to like rethink that you know so 
uh, it's one thing that I hope to really uh, get out of this because that, that is one thing that I saw that I really wasn't feeling. And I, I, I would agree with that in, in regards to uh, also, you know, connecting it to what we hope will happen because this is not just to say, oh, we're doing this for an audience and, and all of that, but it's also for ourselves because we are consuming this season together like I, I mentioned so when we're doing this rewatch we're at different points in our lives as we were when we first started watching the show so our perspectives are bound to change and I know we have inherent biases so we can't sit here and be like oh well you know try to to do this because in some ways we do have inherent biases ourselves um going into rewatching it and how we currently feel about certain people now could affect how we feel about them when we go back to rewatch it or it may offer better perspective into certain people and character motivations and character traits that were noticed that are more noticeable and wondering where they came from if we had missed them before and seeing that these were things that were also touched on in earlier seasons so it's going to be really exciting to to do that together because I know, like you said, we have a lot of opinions and the whole aspect of you know being so secure in our opinions, where a lot of what we go back to rewatch may challenge those current opinions we have, or it may strengthen how we feel about those opinions. So I think it's going to be a really fun thing, and I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to our upcoming podcast for season one, episode one. Because I, I, I personally believe that it, it definitely basically lays the foundation for a lot of character interactions. And we're really starting to, to see them manifest even more so in season four. And that's why, you know, like you'd mentioned before, season four definitely calls back for a rewatch of previous seasons. So it's going to be fun, and we're looking forward to seeing how all of this goes. But, you know, before we click out of here, I do want to ask, do you have any shout-outs before we go? Oh, yes. Um, I just want to thank all the Black creators out here who have uh, given us inspiration to even think of doing something in the pandemic because i mean once this pandemic came it was a lot to take in for all of mm -hmm. us you you know starting with um d nice and um the is um i'm sorry uh quest love mm -hmm. i'm sorry and, uh, you know, doing those home DJ sets, uh, Ninth Wonder, Just Blaze, I'm, they're, 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 there are a ton of them who have done it. And uh, that really was uh, the beginning of watching Black people in the face of uh, real hardship, I mean, financially, medically educationally like just so many things that have been put on pause 
and yet and still we rise you know my angelo style <laughs> so <laughs> um it, i want to thank all of them and of course uh tim and swiss for the verses because uh they have you know unwittingly given us some of the most iconic pieces of hilarity and yet it's also on the flip side some very heartwarming and just great moments during this time and uh i mean i'm never gonna forget like the teddy and baby face thing i mean that was great and funny i mean <laughs> i'm going to be living off of those memes <laughs> but, but i mean i don't do remixes i mean that you cannot get that anywhere else but in a situation like that because why would babyface ever have to utter that if you look at his catalog you just see it but you know the verses brought that out and it was just like great so um yeah and i also want to um shout out the jamel and fan for um doing uh a podcast on the wire which i'm you know i have to say because i'm not reinventing the wheel here uh, that is part of where this uh, idea came from. And, uh, you know, I want to give them a shout out and so many other um, Black creators out here that uh, have been just doing their thing and making this trying time for the world a little bit more palatable, a little, you know, just as sliver of joy here and there and uh shout outs to them and I, I definitely agree with all of that all of the black creatives out here like you said in the face of adversity man we we really do rise because we've had to you know at continuous hundreds and hundreds of years continuous points we definitely do what we can to adapt and it, we have gotten some of the most hilarious, funny, heartwarming moments from the things that Black creators have been able to put out there. So my continuous and uh, gratitude and appreciation always goes to them. And also, too, I just want to shout out the No Signal crew who, you know, oh, yeah. in the over there in England and the UK, given us those NS 10v10 battles, which have been hilarious on a dialogue standpoint you know diaspora war standpoint which i always try to steer clear of but some of the strays were hitting left or right uh, it, it was just it's been hilarious and it's been fun so that's been an exciting time and getting to see in a global standpoint all of the different content that black creators have been putting out there and I'm glad that they're getting, you know, in, in times where we're searching for content or in regular times when we're going about our day and everybody's busy working and doing all these different things, I don't think we would have been able to give proper due and appreciation or some, you know, some people who have been able to come out and put forth their talents like your D nices and you know the no signal crew and all these creators and content creators on YouTube 
when I've been able to get as much exposure as they've gotten now because everybody's at home and everybody has time. So I'm, I'm yeah. that's the, the positive thing to come out of this. But on the note of that, I also do want to give a shout out to essential workers. You know, and many essential workers are black and brown people. So I want to give a shout out to them and I'm forever grateful and appreciative for all that you guys do. Yes, they are definitely heroes without the capes. Uh, I can't thank them enough because without them, this society would grind to an absolute halt. Yes. Whatever slow, glacial um, movement this society is at right now, it is due to those essential workers. Without them, this society is completely stagnant. There would be no way in in this green earth for us to be in isolation without them providing uh, groceries to be had in the stores or by delivery, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, uh, essential items to be sent through the mail and all of those things. It, it would there would not be a society if there were not people of color stepping up um, as essential workers and taking the task on at, at risk to themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, let, let's you know, let, forget that part. They are risking their health to push society forward as much as they can. And they, they can never get enough thanks for that. Yeah, I definitely agree. And um, I also want to thank you because this has been fun, Brandon. You know, it's always a great time getting to talk things with you uh, and discuss different things with you. So this has definitely been fun. And I'm looking forward to us continuing this and our upcoming discussions that are going to happen as we go back and do a rewatch of the show and discuss it. So with all of that being said, friend, you want to close us out? Yes. Um, I would like to first, um, again, thank Anchor before we go for uh, um, having this uh, ability and this technology to allow us to create this from our homes. And this episode and all future episodes will be available on all major platforms, including Spotify and Apple. If you would like to subscribe, uh, just uh, hit the like and subscribe buttons and you will be informed of every new episode when it drops and when you can hear it. I will say that because we are anchored based, uh, if you want to hear these episodes maybe a day or so early, you could definitely come to Anchor and catch it there. So like and subscribe to us on Anchor if you really want to get that early, early preview. But if you are fans of some of the major platforms, like and subscribe to us there. And as soon as it's available, you will be informed. Yes. Uh, again, um, I just want to say one more thing. Uh, 
because you know you've been very gracious in thanking me and I definitely want to send that same energy to you and thanking you for making this possible because this is very fun for me to do this with you you know obviously there could be other people out there and try it with them and maybe it just doesn't click this for me clicks so I'm happy that you are hosting this along with me ah stop it don't gas me up no, thank you gone keep going <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you. I really appreciate it. And um, I'm really excited. I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be really, really fun. And I look forward to all of it. So this has been great, friend. I will see you or talk to you basically next time on the upcoming episode. Definitely. Be ready for episode one from season one. We're going to have a lot to talk about, a lot of deep dives. Be ready. Bye. Bye and peace. <laughs>